Section 5 of Technocracy by William Henry Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by the Progressing America Project. Technocracy, Section 5. Working Explosively A Protest Against Mechanistic Efficiency. Reprinted from Industrial Management, January 1917. We all know the explosive worker type and generally recognize him with disapproval. The trouble with working explosively is that the individual addicted to this character of activity won't fit into any decently organized scheme of production. He's a sort of human bombshell, lacking a timer. So he goes off at any time, day or night, always unexpectedly, with the utmost disregard to sensitive nerves and established conventions. In the family, he's the juvenile problem. In school, the hopeless impossible, and in the shop, the idlest of idle apprentices, with a big question mark. In the factory, he's the man one is always going to discharge, but, or he's our boss, who is a holy terror. Working Explosively There are but two places for the explosive worker to land, at the top or at the bottom. And, characteristically, he's rapid in getting there. Still worse, when true to type, he is disconcertingly apt to reverse his location from time to time, whether top or bottom, with the speed of a lightning change artist. The efficiency expert has no place for the explosive worker, except in his vocabulary of dynamic expletives and fulminative epithets. Of course, all this refers to the typical exploder, but, curiously enough, each one of us at times looks back with self-hugging secret joy to occasions and experiences of working explosively in our own otherwise humdrum career, and, reflecting, realizes with some surprise that these stand luminously out as our really worthwhile adventures, life's decisive battles. Such reminiscences, and the feelings evoked, jolt one into thinking, to wondering. Work is human. There appears to be, nay, there surely is, something amazingly human about working explosively. We feel that there is truly something warm, vital, hot-blooded, about this sort of activity, which is lacking in the efficient routine of eight hours a day work at so much per. In fancy we flit backward and abandonedly re-erupt our own little explosions. Eight hours, pa! Twenty-four is all too short. Hours, days, what are they to the explosive worker, during eruption? Mere irrelevant astronomical incidents. But, with a sigh, Returning to here and now, from memory's fecund realm, where we too forged vibrant dreams, most strenuously into things of beauty, worth, and substance, painted with comet's tails, playing skittles with time and space, O oh, magic state, wherein all work is play, and play means working explosively. There still remains that workaday reminder, the vivid impression, potent intuition, the hunch of discovery, so suggestive of revelation in its flash-like clarity. And this is the hunch. Essence of Living Explosive working. Why, explosive activity is not working at all. It is the essence of living, life itself. Efficient working and working explosively are wholly and essentially different matters of experience. Efficient working expresses obedience to the outside pressure of brute mechanistic nature in the struggle to survive. Working explosively is inner life, insistent of self-expression, 
the willful impulse of vital personality and rapturous culmination, realizing life, the joy of being expressed in doing. Godlike spontaneity. One means compulsion, the other freedom. Routine working is an efficient means to an indefinitely desirable end. Explosive working is an end in itself, regardless of outcome. The very joy of working, self-realization. One suggests force of mechanism, the other, life and liberty. In one we find function, contract, and serve a purpose. In the other we live, expand, dominate. In one we work by necessity, as more or less efficient elements in a mighty but cold and incomprehensible machine. In the other I am the living it, earth god of things, of matter, and of motion, the mechanician. Is human problem. This issue involves no mere moot or academic distinction, about which idle men may split dialectic hairs, or bandy fluent phrases, to fill a vacant hour. Profoundly it is otherwise, for it touches closely on the deepest and most significant of all human problems, the eternal paradox of freedom. At bottom it is this question of human worth, as against human productive efficiency, which is being fought out in the world conflict today, and not alone in the spectacular European tragedy. So much for the hunch, and now for the questions it raises. These are many tough conundrums, which I have no intention of now attempting to answer. Here is one by way of example. Is the ultimate outcome of mechanistic efficiency humanly desirable? Is the art of efficiency itself efficient? Clearly, there is no place in this art for explosive working, and less than no place for the exploder. Both are too spasmodic, orgastic, convulsive, and either would burst into its ultimate primordial atoms, the most systematic efficiency organization ever invented. Yet almost equally clear is it, that without both of these joyous unruly factors, there would be no art, dramatic, artistic, nor even productive, in which to be efficient to practice the art of efficiency. Often overlooked. A real art of human efficiency must, of course, take cognizance of the inherent characteristics of the human elements, and the most basic quality of life, certainly of life exemplified in man, is this very quality of explosiveness, explosiveness which we all so commonly overlook, and insistently ignore, till made to sit up and take notice, by some extra-violent eruption in our own vicinity, or in one's own self. Here, then, seems to be the fundamental difficulty. Efficiency requires control in order to be efficient. But human beings, to be human, must freely effervesce, uncontrollably erupt, or contract, to mere efficiency routine output producing machines. This raises the question at once, to what end is the modern art of efficiency directed? What is its consciously desired goal? Of course, we all know the obvious and seemingly conclusive answer, to make better men, in order to increase their productiveness. This answer, it seems to me, instead of being conclusive, only raises another string of deeply vital questions. Is efficiency efficient? Can an art of efficiency, dealing with human elements incidentally, but with products as its first consideration, conceivably result in other than ultimate disaster to the incidental elements? Can the finished human output of our boasted art become more desirably human and less machines than the inefficient human raw materials? By efficiency's first law, must not the primary object necessarily divert to itself all consideration, 
dehumanize the human element into highly efficient mechanisms for production is mechanistic efficiency humanly efficient is the art of efficiency by any chance misdirected misdirected towards products as an end in itself instead of towards the development of vitally initiative human individuals joyous workers to whom product is a by-product wealth an incident men who for the very joy of the working work explosively fernwald berkeley november 1916 end of technocracy section 5